Now, there is uh, one poem which is probably above all others known uh, to be written about our world wars. And we've got uh, two very brave scouts here who are going to come and read it to us. We will be reading In Flanders Fields by John McRae. In Flanders Fields the poppies blow Between the crosses, row on row That mark our place and in the sky The larks still bravely singing fly Scarce heard amid the guns below We are the dead, short days ago we lived Felt dawn, saw sunset glow Loved and were loved And now we lie in Flanders Fields Take up our quarrel with the foe To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. Our reading is John chapter 10, verses 7 to 18. Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason that my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Christine. Let's just have a prayer. Heavenly Father, in this moment of remembrance and reflection... We pray that we may hear again your voice, touching our hearts, hearing your voice and changing our perspective because we appreciate the love that you have for each one of us. In your name, Amen. It is rather curious, isn't it, to read uh, a passage about a shepherd and a sheep and his sheep Uh, and a passage which talks about life in all its fullness. And here we are at a Remembrance Day service when we're all about memory and remembering 
what has gone before. I don't know if you think much about uh, memories and, uh, and Remembrance Day itself. There may just be some people here who remember the anguish of a parent's cry. Or they will know a brother who's lost another brother, sister, friend. I don't know. Some of you may just be old enough to remember those voices for yourself. Um, I, I loved my dad. He died just after Christmas last year, which was, which was very sad. Uh, but I used to walk with him up on Pewley Downs, which is just on the edge of Guildford. I don't know if you know it. And uh, it, he said, uh, he was a bit naughty really, he said the war was quite fun because he was young and he wasn't involved in it. So for him to, see, to sit on Pewley Downs and see wave after wave of plane go above his head, he found quite exciting. Of course, he then became, uh, I think he was 18 or 19, just as the war was drawing to a close, and he was sent off to Egypt to fight. So it wasn't quite such fun then. It all uh, became much more real. But he talked to me uh, about various things. Uh, Pewley Downs itself had trenches dug across it, So that, why? So that planes couldn't land on the downs. They dug trenches across it. Uh, And as we were walking around there, he would tell me, well, a bomb landed there. You see that crater? That was was a bomb. Because St. Luke's Hospital had big chimneys and they couldn't see in the dark that there was a big red cross on the roof of the hospital. So if the plane was in trouble, they would just release their bombs just to get rid of them and, and go back to Germany. And uh, he lived near the hospital uh, and one day a a stick of three bombs fell in the road where he was living. Uh, And uh, he was, obviously, he was fine. Uh, One of his neighbours woke up in bed. The only issue was that the bed was in the middle of the road and he had no idea how he'd got there. You know, bang! And the bed was blown out into the middle of the road. So my father had all of these stories, all of these memories. And for him, it it made him the person that he was. It was, in a sense, his identity. And I think that is similar for many of us. We look back... And part of the purpose of looking back is that we remember where we've come from. We've remembered what happened in the past and what has made us what we are today. And it's the same in the Bible and in this passage. It was written by one of the people that walked alongside Jesus for three years when Jesus was at the... He was doing his, most of his miracles and uh, we call it his ministry for those three years. And John was walking alongside him. So he saw it all. And he's written this book about his friend, Jesus. And he makes the claim all the way through that Jesus is God. That's the whole purpose of his book. The fact that Jesus is God and that his was the greatest sacrifice that you will ever experience. 
this service often uses uh, some very well-known words, which are, greater love hath no man than this, that a friend should, uh, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. So greater love hath no man than this. Uh, And that comes from John. Just a a few short uh, pages after the bit that we read ourselves. So we learn and we grow from looking back our memories. We have that sense of identity. And we remember those today that laid down their life. They gave everything for us and for our freedom. Now, we chose this passage, but I confess I chose this passage uh, from John, uh, talking about the shepherd and the sheep for a very good reason. Now, if you think of shepherds today, I wonder what you think of. These massive combine harvesters, huge tractors, and they're driving around with the music playing. It's all a bit cool, isn't it, really? That isn't what it was like a few years ago, possibly 2,000 years ago. The shepherd then was uh, a bit of an outcast, actually, uh, and he walked the fields with his sheep. They were his care. Sometimes they walked for days because there wasn't much grass uh, where they were, uh, but sometimes they were in a, a fold, like a, a walled area with a, a, an opening in one side. They would go out for the day The sheep would graze and then the shepherd would bring them back in. And if there was one missing, he would go and find that one. He counted them out and he counted them back in. The point is that there is this compound with a a wall around it. Because at night, in uh, in the times of the Bible, uh, and in Palestine and areas like that, there were bears, there were wolves, there were lions... There were wild dogs. And do you know what their favourite food was? Sheep. They loved it. So the shepherd had a really important job. And his job was to stop the wolves from attacking the sheep. Now, there's this big wall around their compound, but there's an entrance So what did the shepherd do at night? Yeah. He'd block the entrance. You're absolutely right. And do you know how he would do that? I'm not going to do it now because I won't get up in my frock, will I? Yeah, how do you think? I've given you a clue. He would sleep on the floor. You are brilliant. You are so much better than the normal congregation. You can come again. <laughs> Look, they were all silent. Yes. He would sleep on the floor. He would literally lay down his life for his sheep. That's where the expression comes from. You lay down your life for your sheep. Because the only way to get to the sheep is over my dead body. He loved his sheep so much that he would lay down his life for his flock. And we're remembering today people that loved you so much 
that they were prepared to give their life so that you could be free. And that's a remarkable thing. That is a remarkable thing. But the passage that we've got lists three different types of people. One is the shepherd, then there was the hired man. Do you remember what he did when the wolves and the bears and the lions came? He was gone. He was toast. He didn't want to stay there. He didn't want to fight. Because he was just being paid. For him, it was just a job. If you use modern business language, there was no buy-in. There was no ownership of this scheme. So as soon as it got difficult, he left. Are we like that? Are we a bit flaky? Do we run when it gets tough? Or are we like the shepherd who will lay down his life for his friends? And then there's the third person. That's the beloved sheep. We are the sheep. In this passage, we are the sheep. Because we are the focus of all of God's love. All of God's love. You see, God can do anything. If God can create the world by clicking his fingers, and he'll say, I want a mountain there. I'll have a sea over there. That's what he can do. Why did he have to lay down his life? Because he wanted us to look back and learn. He wanted us to look back and say, God loved me so much that he gave his life for me. For David, for John, for Frank, for Sophie, for Charlotte. Whatever your name is, and I don't know you all, God died for you. And those people at war, those that we remember today, remembered that greatest sacrifice. And they learned from God what you do for the sake of your friends, what you do for those that you love. You lay down your life. You lie in front of the sheep pen to prevent all the wolves, the bears, from attacking, that your sheep may remain free. In this example of Jesus, Jesus, uh, John speaks of when there is no greater love that man can have than he lay down his life for his friends. And so we're thankful. And in a few short minutes, we're going to have a period of silence. Just two minutes. And I wonder when the last time we sat still, or stood, I should say, probably, still, for two whole minutes. Seems like an eternity. Two minutes. So what are you going to reflect on this morning? You've seen some of the pictures of the mud 
There were no trees left. Precious little to look at, just sea of mud. Are you going to reflect on the love that made someone stand there and fight? We're going to reflect on those that we know. We'll hear some of their names in a moment. Reflect on those that we know who gave that greatest sacrifice. This, for us, is an opportunity. It's an opportunity which has been given to us by those that died. So let's not give up on that opportunity. Let's take it. Because they died that you may have the opportunity to stand for two minutes and reflect on what man can do, what people can do, humanity, and what humanity should do. And there's a big difference. So let's use our two minutes wisely. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the great shepherd. You are the person whose example we follow. Your love to us is such that we love others. You are love. And so as you love us, we pray that in this act of remembrance, we may thank you for the love of those who have given themselves for us, but we may above all thank you for the freedom that you give us, the relationship that we can have with you forever in your name. Amen.